Welcome to episode 23 of Simple Christians. Remember to go to simplechristians.net to listen to any episodes you may have missed in the past or download it on your favorite podcast player. Be an ambassador of God and Jesus Christ. Jesus told us as Christians to go and make disciples. Make a disciple today by sharing this message. Like you, I've heard about the Noah and the flood story for many years, most of my life actually. And I really kind of glossed over the beginning of the story. I never really thought about it much. But if we really look at the story, it's a little bit different than some of the other stories and a little bit different than what I thought it was in the beginning. God made four covenants with man in the Bible. The first was with Noah, the second with Abraham, the third with the entire nation of Israel, and the last one with King David. But the covenant with Noah is the only one where God made a promise without expecting anything back from Noah. But if we look at the beginning of the flood story, not the Noah story, but the flood story, there's some interesting things there. Genesis 6, starting with verse 1, it says, When man began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Now, that seems kind of weird. Why would God allow his, basically his angels to do that? These weren't the regular angels. These were the the fallen angels, the followers of Satan that had done this. And they created a race of half demons, basically. Starting with verse 4, still chapter 6 of Genesis, the Nephilim, or giants, were on the earth in those days, and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. And that got me. I started thinking about that and started trying to figure out the timeline of when this happened because I'm thinking, hey, maybe Hercules and all those great demigods, basically, you know, from Zeus and all that, maybe they were actually the children of demons that had come on the earth and were doing all of that. But it, it it didn't line up because I was looking at the Noah story, and the Noah story was long before all of that. And then the flood happened, and basically all the people were killed on the earth except for Noah and his family. See, I if we go to verse 5 of Genesis, it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention, every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. But we know People aren't just evil and aren't just good. I think the only way that we could have continual evil in our hearts was if we would have been led by the devil, a demon, or maybe the sons of demons. And it made me wonder, were Sodom and Gomorrah full of demons? That's a possibility as well. Abraham made a bargain with God all the way down to where there were 10 righteous people in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah that he would not destroy it. And yet there weren't. To me, that shows, because there were thousands of people in Sodom and Gomorrah. To me, that shows 10 righteous people are more powerful than hundreds or thousands of evil ones. But let's get back to Noah. God saw that the earth was full of evil. And to me, that means the evil influence of the fallen angels. I get the feeling that that is one of the biggest reasons that he decided to do a flood. Just get rid of all the fallen angels. But here's something that caught my eye. When the flood was done, 
God made the promise, you know, that he did the rainbow and he made the promise that he would never flood the earth again. It was the only promise where there was nothing coming back to us. So I believe that was at least one of the reasons for the flood was to get rid of all the demons and all the offspring of the demons, start fresh with Noah and his family. And he had a big family. It was, it's not, you know, there were a lot of people there that were on the ark. It wasn't just two or three people. It was him, all of his sons, all their wives, all their children. There was a lot of people there. But there's one part of the verse, just one part of the verse that really got to me. Chapter 6 of Genesis, verse 4, where it says the Nephilim, the giants, were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and bore children to them. So after the flood, after men started populating the earth again, these demons came down and bore children to women again. And I get the feeling from everything that I see and everything that I've read and everything I've pieced together that this happened, or at least the base of it, was in Philistine. Think about it. Even... um. Goliath, in the David and Goliath story, even Goliath was called a giant. What if he was descended from a, a demon and woman union? Because if you think about it, the stone that David threw with a sling, I don't know if you've ever used a sling before. I did when I was younger, and I played around with it quite a lot. And I used to throw stones at watermelons because the stone would just sink right into the watermelon. It was kind of cool. But they don't do that to a human head. I mean, we have a skull. It might crack the skull. It might even hurt the skull, but it's not going to sink into a skull. But that's exactly what it says the stone did when David threw it or you know slung it at Goliath. However, that, that particular stone was blessed by God, and it sunk into Goliath's head. That blessed stone sunk into the head of a descendant of a demon. To me, that kind of makes sense. But it even makes sense more if we, because I always wondered, why did God pick on the nation of Israel to be his special people and to basically destroy the Canaanites and take over their, their territory, their country? Well, if the Canaanites, the Philistines, the Philistine and Canaanites, basically the same thing or the same area, if they were full of the children of demons and God created the army of the Israelites, to get rid of those demons, that starts to make a little more sense, doesn't it? Because the flood got rid of all the demons, but when people populated the earth again, the fallen angels came back and basically created the children, more children of demons. And if we look at the timeline, that's like 1,500 years before Christ, which is also the timeline of Perseus and Hercules and all those other, quote, demigods they could very easily have been the children of a demon-human pairing. So that kind of makes sense that they would be there. And it also makes sense that God you know, promised that he would not flood the earth again. So what's he going to do now to make sure the demons don't come back? He's going to create an army of the Israelites that are that is blessed by God to fight these demons. And that's the thing when you know when the the 10 or 10 or 12 people went into the land of Canaan the promised land of milk and honey that God promised in Exodus, most of them came back and said, oh, there, there's giants there. There's nothing we can do. And then two of them said, hey, we can do this. Let's go. Let's go do it. Because they knew that they had God on their side. And that's the thing. With the spirit of God in you, you can conquer demons with little effort. 
I mean, of course, yes, it still takes effort. You still have to battle them. But we've got God on our side. We've got the power of God, the power of good behind us when we're battling these demons. And I think that could be part of the reason why he created the army of the nation of Israel. And I think that's also why the demons and the devil never came back down and had any more offspring because now the army of Israel was there all for all time. So God could raise them up at any time to battle these demons. So rather than, but, but the devil is always trying to get in, or I should say, the devil's trying to always trying to get under our skin, isn't he? And if he can't do it physically, he's going to do it spiritually. So rather than attacking us as, by creating you know, half-demon children, the devil now works from the inside, and the demons are lying to us, and, and they're, they're attacking our spirit rather than attacking us physically. So the demons are still there attacking us. They just found a different way to do it. Hey, this is Ty with Simple Christians. I know this is kind of a weird one. If you'd like to comment on it, go to simplechristians.net forward slash 23. And let me know what you think of this. Have a great day.